Hey, it's Scott Petrak with another episode of the Brown Zone Zone Coverage Podcast. The Browns have won two in a row for the first time this season, but it wasn't because of Deshaun Watson. The long-awaited Browns debut of the controversial quarterback on Sunday was worse than expected, but the Browns still beat the Texans. Next up is a huge AFC North matchup in Cincinnati. To discuss it all is Dave Chodowski of Go, the WKYC Morning News. How's it going, Chud? Scott, I'm doing all right. Busy week, uh, busy time for the Browns. You know, I can just hear it now, right? They've won two in a row. <laughs> They're 4-0 against Joe Burrow. And then Lamar Jackson's been hurting. Can win these next two games, and they're right back in it. All is well in Brownstown. Well, that's the recipe. It, it is, Chud. And <laughs> to me, they need to beat Cincinnati, right? And then you can have a real discussion about running the table, getting the 10-7, and seven, and going to the playoffs. Because I do think 10-7 and seven still gets you into the playoffs, um, whether or not it's AFC North champ or more likely the wild card. I think 10-7 and seven does that. And that can't happen without a win in Cincinnati. And as I look at the schedule, and you know me, I don't like to get too far down the road, but there's only five games left, so I think you're safe doing it. Cincinnati is the toughest game left. On the road, they're red hot. They're 4-0 since they lost to the Browns on Halloween. You mentioned Lamar Jackson's hurt. You know, who knows if he plays the next week at First Energy Stadium against the Browns. Then it's New Orleans, Washington, and Pittsburgh. Right now, those aren't gimmies, but they're not as difficult as Cincinnati. So if the Browns could win Sunday in Cincinnati, I think you can start to think, okay, can they do this? Can they run the table? But that's a huge if because, like I said, Cincinnati's playing great. Joe Burrow's awesome. Jamar Chase is back. Joe Mixon is back. Do you sit there and think that it's possible they could win out? I mean, do you really, do you, do you feel that that is a chance that they could pull that off? Yeah, I will, yeah because I think the schedule gets easier. I think they're, the Browns are playing better. Now, that's outside of Deshaun Watson, right? we got to talk about Deshaun Watson. But the rest of the team, right, the defense has played better. Special teams has played so much better in the last couple of games that I think this team is talented enough and capable of going on a run if Deshaun Watson plays way better than he did in Houston and if they can beat Cincinnati. And Deshaun Watson could play much better than he did against Houston against the Bengals, and the Browns could still lose because the Bengals are that good. They just beat the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes at home. So that's why, to me, this is this is it, Chud. Like, I don't think the Browns are going to win in Cincinnati. Um, I'm not going to pick them to win in Cincinnati. But if they did, then, yeah, then I think you can at least have that discussion. Now, it's hard to win the last seven, which is what the Browns would have to do. Like, that's really difficult. Anything could happen, right? The Browns have lost to the Ravens plenty of times. Even if Huntley starts a quarterback for him, he's pretty good. Um, you know, Washington's been playing better. We all know how tough it is to win in Pittsburgh, all those things. And just to win week after week, right, this league is tough to do. Having said that, I do see a scenario. And I saw it seven – I saw it two weeks ago that if they start to win, then yes. But it's always been – to me, it's Cincinnati's always been that hurdle. I'm not saying the rest of the games are easy. But I, I do see a scenario if they win something. Yeah, I just – I guess I, what I wanted to hear from you was not as much, all right, well, the schedule lines up. I just wanted to hear if you think they've been playing well enough. And also, oh, by the way, it's the Browns and something usually happens. And, well, yeah. And, you I mean, know, I, I, that's, a great, <laughs> that's a great point, Chud. 
That's a great point. But I do, I mean, you would agree the defense is playing better, right? They started to get turnovers last week, and who knows if that carries over. But the defense has been playing better. The run defense has been better. Special teams have been so much better, you know, including Donovan Peoples-Jones' 76-yard punt return for a touchdown, that I guess I always thought they would perform better than they had. And if they come close to those expectations, then, then, then yeah, I can kind of, I can find a path, if that makes sense. Yeah, right. So, well, this past game, though, man, Houston is awful. Um, you know, we, we both got the prediction right. We obviously both picked the Browns to win. Uh, you had them covering. You had them a little bit. I think you had them by, like, two touchdowns. Uh, I said it would be around two touchdowns, but then they'd score late to right. cover and get that backdoor cover. Uh, you know, and the way the game started, I mean, they were down 5 nothing, And, they, <laughs> I mean, I was sitting there thinking, you know, the – I'm like, the Texans might cover this. Obviously, you know, the roof collapsed on them. But, I, you know, you were right with the line. We were both right with the win-loss. I was not too far off, though, with that backdoor cover. I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. if you would have if, if you would have said the Browns would win by that much and score no offensive touchdowns, you wouldn't have think they would have covered necessarily. Oh, no, you're 100% right. I, that's not how I expected the game to play out. And I knew Houston was bad, and I'd watched the pre- its previous two games. I didn't know the Texans were that bad, number one. Um, but that's, yeah, I, I mean, how could you say the Browns are going to score six points on offense, three of those after a fumble recovery on a punt, and they're going to score 27, right? I mean, that just, you know, that doesn't happen. You wouldn't expect Nick Chubb to be stuffed at the goal line for a safety. Right? A lot of stuff, weird stuff happened. The first play is a challenge, and they get the interception. Uh, it was a weird game. The Texans are terrible. Uh, Deshaun Watson was terrible, and the defense and special teams, or the defense especially, took advantage of how bad Houston is, especially a quarterback, and that enabled it to be an easy win when, really, it shouldn't have been an easy win because your quarterback throws, you know, for 130 yards. Oh, how about this? We talked about over-under last week and with Deshaun Watson – and it was, remember, it was a touchdown yeah. and a half, and the yardage was like 201 or something. And, I mean, see, Vegas knows, man. They know. I mean, he didn't even come close to either of them. And the, the bottom line is, you know, we, we knew he wasn't going to come in and – well, I guess we didn't know, but we right. figured he wouldn't come in and throw for 350 and four touchdowns. But uh, it definitely was, you know, it, the numbers were ugly. The look was – everything was ugly about his game. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I thought he would go over the, the touchdowns. Or I don't know about the touchdowns and stuff, but the yards. The yards are like 201, I think he said. He wasn't close to that. I thought he would go past that. I, I knew, you know, I, I believe Rust. Like, I, I understand that he hadn't played in 700 days. I got, I got duped by how he looked in practice, how his teammates talked about him, and how bad I thought the Texans defense was and really is. I thought all that would combine for – a pretty good start from him, and I was way off. And that rust was so real. You know, I, I mean, he's bouncing balls in the dirt lake or in the turf. It's not really dirt, but, you know, he's bouncing balls into his receivers. To me, he looked like a half-beat slow, whether he's making a decision or when he wanted to leave the pocket, just all of it. Um, and I, that's natural, right? But I thought, yeah, I just didn't put enough stock into <laughs> – and I, I feel bad about it. I feel stupid. Um how tough it is to play quarterback in this league, right? And you haven't played in seven days, and you haven't seen 
everything at full speed. You haven't taken a hit. You haven't gotten that live pass rush in your grill. Uh, all that. And then the, you know, I don't know if emotional is the right word, but that's what I'm going to use for first game back to Houston. Um, not that he didn't put himself in this situation, right? But all the stuff that he's had that he's gone through. I did not deal with is probably not the right way to say all the stuff he's gone through. I think that took a toll. And he admitted that when we talked to him on Thursday, that there's a lot of emotion for him. Houston first game back, all that. Um, and, and I think all that played a part in him looking, playing as poorly as he did. And, and but I just didn't expect it. I did not expect it to be that rough for Deshaun Watson. This next question. And I, you know, I, we're both in the media, you obviously are there every day, but and I, I don't want to belittle, but you, you don't get to see the media doesn't get to see all of practice though. No. So like when we see this stuff on Twitter, like, oh, he looks great or he doesn't look good. I mean, we all know practice makes perfect and we know practice is important, but maybe we just can't take too much out of that small window that we see. Is that well, you that's know? that's completely accurate, Chud, but that's why I wanted to couple it with what his teammates were saying about him, right? Because we get to watch, yeah, right. whatever, half an hour, 25 minutes, whatever it is, and you can see, like, the ball was coming out of his hand great. Like, when you juxtap juxtapose how it looked when I watched him in practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, with how he threw the ball Sunday, it's night and day. And I get that he's throwing against air, right? And he's just throwing to receivers. So, like, yeah. I understand it's a huge difference, but the ball came out of his hand great. And then you talk to his teammates, and they say – Oh my gosh, he looks great. Blah 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 blah. Right. So it was a combination of that, and uh, you know, and talking to other people that yeah, I think he's going to have an okay game or a good game. That that's why I felt more confident in him playing better than he actually did. Yeah. Is this the wrong time to bring up the first play of the game? No, because I'm glad you brought it up. Because I was going to say to you too when we were talking about the Vegas line, you were right. I thought they'd come out throwing, and they came out running. And maybe you, maybe you knew what Stefanski was thinking, that Stefanski knew that it would be a bigger struggle than I did, right? Like, he said, okay, there's going to be a struggle here. We're going to have to run it. And not only did they run it early, and then Watson stunk, so then they really got conservative. Um, but you were right, they came out running, and I thought they'd throw it. Yeah, I mean, I, let's say it's a coin flip. I mean, whatever, it was a guess. But I, I, I do I do back my, my thought process of, just wanting to get him a few yards before he made his th first throw yeah. that, you know, that's kind of why I said that. But, um, well, you know, let's take us back in the locker room yesterday. So he spoke, we're recording this on Friday. Uh, he spoke Thursday, right? Yep. Or was yep. it? Yeah. So yep. is that going to be his day to speak on Thursday? Is that? It, I mean, it sounds like it. We haven't gotten that nailed down yet. It makes it tough. Okay. I mean, you know, who cares, right? But um, right. there's a lot going on Thursday because we talked to a coordinator. So it becomes a stacked day. Um, yeah, when we talked to him Thursday, but that it, that looks like it, but I don't know if that's set in stone. So he we ran uh, some sound from him this morning on the show, and uh, uh, you know, just following along on Twitter, it seems like he pretty much said, "Hey, I, I was not good." Is that you know paraphrasing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I don't know if he came out and said that, but he said he thinks he'll be a lot better. Um, yeah, right. I, I'm paraphrasing. Basically, what I'm saying is he. Yeah. He alluded to the fact that it was a struggle, and maybe he didn't realize how much it would be. But like going up against his former team, oh, yeah. his former fans, not playing in over seven hundred days, right? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. I think those are kind of separate. Like he said, he needs to play better, obviously, but he also talked about the emotion of it and 
how he thinks that affected him, everything that went into the return and the return in Houston. And I think there's a hope that having that out of the way, not that it won't be tough in Cincinnati, and I think it'll probably be the crowd will probably even be more hostile in Cincinnati. But having that part of it and it being in Houston, having all that out of the way, I think there's a hope that um, that is contributes to him playing better in his second start, right? It's it's not the shock of first start in Houston. It's uh, I got a little under my belt, got a little rust off. We get another week of practice. Um, all that combined gives him a belief that he's going to play better. Now, the question is, how much better, right? Like, he can't just play a little bit better. He needs to play a ton better, I think, for this team to go in and have a chance to compete with Joe Burrow. You think the defense and special teams fed off of him being back, as we had talked about, or was that just Houston's awful? Yeah, I'm going Houston's awful. Yeah, I, I, just, don't <laughs> I, I just don't think Watson played well enough to, for there to be a kind of a buzz factor. And when you look yeah. at the turnovers, I mean, the first interception, you know, the ball bounces up in the air. Uh, John Johnson, the third said he's been waiting his whole life for a freebie like that. The not, Tony Fields makes a good punch out on the Allen quarterback sneak, but the ball rolls to Denzel Ward's feet, right? Like, I mean, he picks it up and strolls in for a touchdown. So there was even the interception was a, you know, a tipped screen pass. Um, you know, the Browns read it well. Allen doesn't know what to do. He's kind of, it looks like he's getting fired in the dirt and he gets tipped and Fields returns it for a touchdown. So, uh, yeah, I think it was more Texans. I agree with you, but but that means that you still have that possibility of the future uh, of that happening with Deshaun. Then maybe that's something to look forward to. Yeah, no, that's a good point, right? If he gets it rolling a little bit, can that have – what kind of impact does that, does that have? I, I think that's I think that's a good point, and I think it could be real. Um, I think it will be real at some point, just a question of when. Sure, sure. Uh, do you ever watch The Point After with Jimmy on Mondays? Sometimes. Depends if I'm still yeah. working or not. Yeah, Yeah. okay. I'm going to plug my own station here, sure. uh, Channel 3, and bring this up. And, uh, you know, Jim hosts The Point After at 7 o'clock, and uh, Mary Kay goes on with them and uh, Jason Lloyd. And they had a debate, and Jason said that the Browns basically punted on the season once the suspension was 11 games. They knew they weren't right. going to go anywhere, and that's kind of how they looked at it. Mary Kay went with the philosophy of she felt, no, they they still, you know, with, with Jacoby Brissett, they felt he could keep them in enough games that when Watson came back, they'd still have a shot. Where do you fall on that? Yeah, I actually talked to Mary Kay about that discussion. I, I'm, I agree with Mary Kay. Um, I, I just think the roster's too talented uh, for the Browns to punt on the season. I don't think you can do that with Miles Garrett and Nick Chubb and Joe Batonio and Wyatt Teller, right, guys that are getting older. Um, some of those guys are in their prime. You can't just give away a season. You can't do that in the NFL. You can't do that with this roster. I think there was a belief that was stronger inside Berea than certainly I had in Jacoby Brissett being able to play well. And I think he proved Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski and all the believers in him right and he gave him a chance to win more games and I think it's a shock to them just as it's a shock to me how poorly the defense played how poorly the special teams played and the reality is in my opinion that when Watson came back they should have been at least six and five and then 
you obviously have a chance to make a run at the playoffs much more realistically than they do now having been four and seven when he took over. So I don't believe in the punting this season. I understand where that thought comes from. I don't agree with it. Um, yeah, I don't agree with it. Yeah. Yeah, I was curious on that. I thought that was an interesting debate. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it truly is. I mean, it tr- you know, it truly is the defense. It, 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 right. it, it just it, – right? I mean, if you, if you had to throw the theme of this season, you would have thought it would have been the quarterback. But so far, it really has been the defense. That's been the number one talking point in my mind. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it, Chud. And we've seen glimpses, and again, I don't want to read too much into Houston. And even against New England, or against New England, against Tampa Bay, um, you know, Tampa Bay is not explosive. We saw that even when they played Monday night. You know, they didn't score until the last couple of minutes. You know, they didn't really take off until the last couple of minutes. But the defense was better in that game and better when it needed to be. And we talked about it last week. The offense struggled for like three quarters. Defense kept the team in the game against Tampa Bay and allowed them to make the big play late with Njoku and win in overtime and get a must win, right? So there have been signs of improvement in, you know, and even it's almost to the point where you can look back and you go, hey, not that it's been not that defense has been good enough all year. I'm not making that argument. But you can say, hey, outside of Miami, outside of this game, outside of the last two minutes, maybe it hasn't been as bad, but those bad stretches and those bad games have been too much to overcome. Uh, and that's and that's why the record was what it was, you know, is what it is and was what it was. Yeah. Anything else from uh, the game you want to hit before we uh move on to Bengals? Uh, no, no, let's go Bengals. All right, how about practice? Uh, anything else from the week of practice, injuries, anything you want to hit before we break down Bengals? No, I mean, we, I think we're looking at um, – it, it looks like David Bell is going to be okay to play, which is big because, you know, Anthony Schwartz is out with the concussion on IR, you know. And then if you don't have David Bell, not that he's been great this year, um, but without him as that number three receiver, you're looking at Demetri Felton Jr. hasn't done anything. Michael Woods the second who hasn't really done anything. Um, so him playing would be big. It looks like David Njoku's back after missing a game. I think that's important. We talked about Watson throwing to his tight ends. You know, the last memory of Njoku's making that great catch against Tampa Bay. So that'll be big. Um, I think that's it. You know, Amari Cooper was limited in practice Thursday with a hip, but it seems like that's not that big a deal and he'll be okay. So they're actually pretty they're actually pretty healthy, Chubb. Or Chud. Yeah. Okay. Let's break down the Bengals. I mean, most most listeners here know know about the Bengals. I mean, and they're playing well. They have a fantastic quarterback, one of the best in the NFL. The receivers are awesome. Uh, Joe Mixon's been uh, injured mm-hmm. uh, with the concussion, but uh, you know, I, I guess you know they, they the Browns are catching the Bengals at the wrong time as far as you know the way they've been playing. I mean, they're coming off a win over the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean they've won they've won all their games since the Browns beat them on Halloween. Big, impressive win over the Chiefs. Um, you know, Joe Burrow talks about playing your best ball in December, and they know what to do, right? And we know the run they went on last year, right, to go to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, it, it's a tough matchup. For me, it comes down to, <laughs> do the Browns actually have Joe Burrow's number, right? He's 0-4 in his career against the Browns. Kevin Stefanski's 5-0 and against the Bengals because – Burrow did not play in the uh, 
the finale last year because it didn't mean anything for Cincinnati. Does that is there enough there to carry over? We talked about this before the Halloween game, Chud, and I and and I didn't think this there was a big enough sample size, right? Burrow's 0-3. That's three games. Now it's one more game. And you saw that the Browns played really well in Halloween. And it was a and it looked like the matchup favored the Browns. Now Jamar Chase did not play. The Bengals offensive line was bad that game. It's gotten better. But does Miles Garrett expose the offensive line? Right? Like those are the matchup issues that if you're a Browns fan, you go, hey, that's why maybe there's a chance. Maybe this is real that the Browns match up against well against Cincinnati. And I'm not diminishing that. But the question to me is, can you keep Burrow and Chase and Higgins and Boyd and Mixon and Pirine? Can you keep them all down every time you play them? And and I, I say no, right? The question is, when is that going to happen? When is it going to turn, at least for one game, right? Um, and is it Sunday or do the Browns? Do it again. So, like, what do you think? Do you think the Browns have some kind of mastery over Joe Burrow? Uh, I don't know if it's mastery, but I do think there's something there, you yeah. know, because I, I, I do believe in that. Uh, I think Miles Garrett, uh, for, like, uh, Burrow even talked about him this week. Yeah, I mean, Garrett really, pre- Garrett really presents problems for the Bengals. And, you know, that's where I feel like the, the defense – where, would you say that was one of the better defensive efforts of the year against the Bengals? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. They got a couple yeah. of early turnovers. Um, it's Taki Taki, who's now on IR with an ACL. That's that's a rough blow for the Browns because not only is he a, like a team favorite, um, he's been playing really well, and he moved in the middle linebacker where they had the void after other injuries. Uh, he played great against the Bengals. If you remember, they tried to throw some underneath stuff early to Mixon. And Taki Taki made a bunch of tackles in open space and shut them down and forced some punts and then forced some third downs and the Browns got some turnovers. So, yeah, I mean, they held the Bengals at 13 points. Um, and anytime you do that, yeah, that's uh, it's easily one of their best games of the year, if not the best. Yeah, no doubt. All right, you ready for prediction time? Yeah, let me – real one thing real quick. There's, yeah. Kevin Spansky has been asked a couple times about Jacoby Brissett, right? Whether or not, you know, should he start because Watson struggled so bad and this is such – this is a must-win game, right? And a must-win in air quotes because mathematically it's probably not a must-win, but they need to win the game. Or even, you know, he was asked, I think, Wednesday, like, do you go into the game thinking – just having it Brissett prepared that if Watson struggles, you might make that switch, right? And I'm paraphrasing. Um, do you give any credence to that thought? Or is it, hey, they've waited forever for Watson. They're paying him a ton of money. They need him to they need him to get playing time this season. Um, it's just his show. I think it's absolutely one of the more ridiculous things I've heard this week. I think it's radio fodder. I think it's I just <laughs> I mean, we've waited this long for Deshaun Watson. I like last week was like a preseason game in right. my mind. And and they're lucky that it was Houston and he was able to play through that. And he might be rusty again this week. I mean, who knows? It might take him three or four weeks before you really start to, to see. But you don't spend that much money and then turn the keys back over to Jacoby Brissett just because he was better than you thought and he was serviceable and he kept you in it. I mean, this whole thing has been about Deshaun Watson. I, I heard that the other day. I kind of laughed. I'm not laughing at you. I know it needs to be 
discuss because it's been brought up. But I, I absolutely, unless it's like, you know, 35 nothing in the fourth quarter and you just don't want them to get hurt. I mean, it's Deshaun Watson's show now. I, I, I don't buy any of that. You? Yeah, no, I completely agree with you, Chad. I understand the question um, being asked because, for one reason, the magnitude of this Bengals game, right? And I understand the thought process of you need to do everything possible to win this game. And does that include playing the quarterback who might give you better uh, the best chance? And there's an argument, argument to be made that that would be Jacoby Brissett. So I understand it under those pretenses. But I think that conflicts with the reality of everything you just said about Watson and the fact that you assume he will get better, right? How much better, we don't know. Um, I think you throw all that into the – all you do is the $230 million in the trade. It's his time. And you, there is some long-term thinking of, well, yeah. you need to get him ready for next year, right? Like, you, you can't afford him to be bad when you start next season. So I think all of it goes into it. I understand the idea, but I don't think that was ever, ever realistic. And I think the Browns would agree completely. All right. You ready to do predictions here, Chad? All right. Yeah, I am ready. Uh, Browns are five and seven. I am seven and five, and I believe you're six and six. Is that where we're at? Sounds right to me. Yeah, that's where we're at. Okay. Uh, you want to go first or second? Yeah, I'll go first. Um like I said, I, I, I and you pretty it. much already have. <laughs> right, I, right, I kind of, I kind of spoiled it. Yeah, I mean, I, I see a way that the Browns could do it. Yeah. I understand the Browns have really good corners. They match up with the Bengals' really good receivers, right? The three receivers, the Browns' three corners, and the Browns even have more corners than that. I get it. I get the pass rush. Um, I think the fact that I don't expect Deshaun Watson to play great, so I think that affects my pick. And I do think that Joe Burrow's playing at such a high level, Toilet Bengals. Um, and I, I think they're kind of due. And I just don't think you beat Joe Burrow five times in a row, especially in Cincinnati when they got a lot to play for, right? They're trying to get the North title and the in the number one seed in the AFC. So I'm going to say Bengals 27, Browns 20. 27, 20. All right. And where are we at? Uh, I saw six earlier this week. I think yeah. this morning I saw five and a half. Okay, I saw I, it. It started like four and a half, and then it jumped to six. So that's the last time I saw it. Yeah, I saw five and a half. Okay. Uh, over I under. I saw, I saw over under at 47 and a half. Now I'm looking at 45 and a half. Okay. It's right, right in that area. All right, so you're going Bengals, and uh, you have them covering. Um, Scott, this is going to blow you away because uh -oh. I'm sure you're ready for me to pick the Bengals. I am. <laughs> well, you know me, and uh, you you know that I am a you got to show it to me guy. Joe Burrow's got to show it to me. Wow. He's got to show me wow. that he can beat the Cleveland Browns. He's got to show it to me before I can predict him to beat the Browns. I don't. I can't believe I'm doing this because. The Bengals are the better team. They're at home. Everything points to that. They're playing so good. But I'm going to go upset. I'm going to pick the Browns. I, I just – I don't know. I just have this weird feeling. Uh, you know, the defense is going to step up. Deshaun Watson's going to play better. 
and the Browns are going to get a signature win on the road. It's going to get everyone in Cleveland hyped up and excited, thinking they're going to make the playoffs. They'll blow it somewhere else down the line, <laughs> but they're get, <laughs> they're going to win 24-23 and wow. beat the Bengals to go 5-0 and against uh, Joe Burrow. I, I can't wow. believe it. I don't know. I, I, what's going on here? Yeah, it's interesting, Sean. I, well, I'm glad you said that they're going to blow it down the line. I'm not glad you said My point is I was going to ask you, um, do you have them running the table then? So at least we got that out of the way. If they hold the Bengals to 23 points, they had a really good chance to win this game. Um, and and maybe they can. I mean, we talked about that matchup, but that's interesting. Um, that's a really interesting pick. And I'll tell you what, that would put a lot of excitement and anticipation in that Ravens matchup on Saturday the 17th at 430. Um, it would really make it exciting. And if, you know, if Lamar Jackson doesn't play, then all of a sudden you're looking at the Browns would probably be a pretty big favorite in that game. So, interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah. And, and also, and also, and also, if the Bengals win, then we'll be tied in our picks. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I got that. I get it. So, um, <laughs> perfect. All right. Well, I'm going to go uh, interview some Browns players and watch them practice, Chud. So, I appreciate um, you taking the time. I appreciate everybody listening. And this has been another episode of the Brown Zone Zone Coverage Podcast. And you can listen to, or you can read all my work at brownzone.com. Thank you.